Well, once again, Merry Christmas, everybody. It is always good to gather together um, in the Lord's presence, and today especially. Good to be here together to celebrate what Christmas is all about. Now, I know many of us, as we come into December, and we start thinking about Christmas, there's a lot of stresses associated with that, aren't there? There's all kinds of things that are attached to Christmas, aren't there? Right? Yeah, what am I, am I the only one who feels that way? We can get so distracted with all kinds of other activities and traditions and gatherings, and we can tend to lose focus about what Christmas is all about. So to help us get focused, I have a little video I want to show us this morning to just bring us back into what we're here for today. So let's just take a look at this. Hey, welcome. I'm the Christmas search engine, and I can help you find anything related to... DIY Christmas decorations. Oh, okay. Um, Let's jump right in. Here we go. (laughs) What date Christmas this year? Uh, December 25th. What date Christmas next year? December 25th. Song that goes... I think I know what you're looking for. How cook ham. Okay. How cook ham fast? Uh... Oh, ham flamethrower recipe. Wait, what? Christmas present mom. Nice. Cheap. Nice. What day Christmas 2035? Are you serious? Is Santa Claus real? Uh, you should maybe ask your parents about that. Gift wrap bowling ball. Please be careful. Custom dog Christmas. Sorry, what? Christmas dog custom cute. Oh, you mean costume? Christmas dog costume cute! Gift wrap accordion. Uh, That's going to be tricky. Can I drink expired eggnog? No. What happens if drank expired eggnog? Why'd you even ask me in the first place? Dealing with relatives. Okay. Dealing with nosy relatives. Oh, well... Dealing with my nosy, overbearing relatives who won't stay out of my business. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, it's pretty much all the same stuff. (laughs) Gift wrap a saddle. Who are you buying this stuff for? Santa Claus riding a unicorn. Santa Claus riding a unicorn socks. Is that a thing? Search it up. Oh, wow. Here they are. Take my money. Norwegian tree skirts. How many lights, one outlet? Elf pajamas. Dog singing Christmas carols. (sighs) Oh, hello. What is Christmas really about? (laughs) I've got just the thing. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. So, Jesus? Jesus. May I? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. (gasps) How fix burnt ham? Okay. Uh, You know what? Forget it. Pizza delivery Christmas Eve. No problem.
Good reminder, right? Money has a special announcement. All right. So Scott talked last week about how we need to be, be a, how Jesus came as a child and how the child of God is with God with us. That's how, G, that's how God chose to come. He could have come as a king. He could have come as, you know, somebody just coming in as a warrior. Um, he chose to come as a baby, as a vulnerable baby that to parents that needed to take care of him and escape to Egypt with him, right, and just started life in a manger. There wasn't even any room made for him. And there's a quote that, that George MacDonald, he's a, a, a minister from the 1800s, I think 1850 or so, in New York City. Um, he said that each Christmas we need to enter Christmas season the same way Jesus entered, that this is the time to come back to our childlike wonder. And instead of the stresses that you see in the video, instead of all the things that we could do and fill our lives with, what is it like when we were a child and we saw the lights and we could see the love that people had and the family gathering and people just coming together for Christmas? And it really helps us to not really concern ourselves too much then with what the weather is like, if it's too blizzardy or too warm or too this or too that. It's not a judgment then. It's just faith like a child. It's Jesus meeting us the way that he was first met. And the wisdom of the wise men that came to just meet him, they were looking for the wisdom of the child. They were there celebrating the child and what he had. So I'm celebrating this Christmas, the connection that we all have as a church and that we have in this community and that we have as family because this is our true north family. So just really, really excited to spend Christmas with you guys. So thank you. I have something for to hand out to, to people that want to make them, and it's a... It's a, it's a string of garland of children, right? They're gingerbread children. But, but if anybody wants to make one, I'll pass some of those out. And then I also have a gift for each of us because it's True North Ornament time of year, right? So, so before you leave, make sure you get that for me. So thank you. So as we've been reminded many times this morning, that Christmas is about the birth of a child, a very special child. And we want to focus our attention on that this morning, who he is and what we're here for. This Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Savior promised by God was no ordinary child. He wasn't just one of many Jewish children born that year. He is the Savior promised for all people. I want to read from Colossians chapter 1 just to frame who Jesus is. And I love how Paul writes this in Colossians chapter 1. Um, we're reading, I'm going to be reading verses 15 through 18 if you'd like to follow along. Just to, before we even get to the point of Jesus coming into the world, this is who he is. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. 
He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. This is the child whose birth we're celebrating today. And Christmas is for remembering that moment in history when God sent his son, the eternal and all-powerful son of God, into our world as a baby. And why did he do it? Well, here's what Paul says as he continues writing to the Colossians. He says, For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile him to, sell, to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. And that just summarizes the reason Jesus came. He came out of love for us. He came to reconcile all people to God. He came for you and I to give us all an opportunity to have a relationship with God made right through Jesus' own life. He came because God wants to be with us. The Bible shows us in many ways that God has desired to be close to us since the very beginning. Throughout Scripture, we see this grand story unfolding of God creating us and pursuing a connection with mankind in love throughout all the centuries. In the beginning, he walked with Adam and Eve in the garden. He chose Abraham, made an agreement to be the God of these people, his ancestors, to bless them and provide for them. As Israel was leaving slavery in Egypt, God appeared to them as a pillar of fire at night and a pillar of cloud during the day to show them that he was present with them and he was present in the tabernacle that he had them built. There's so many ways that God has made and continues to make himself available to us, to mankind. He never intended us to be alone or isolated or divided from him. And over and over it has been mankind who has turned away from God. We have our own ideas about how to live. We want to have our own way. We believe we have the skill and the willpower to make it on our own. And still God keeps offering himself, knowing he can offer us so much more for life than we can attain on our own. And at some point, we all end up experiencing the consequences of separation from God, whether it's our own actions or just simply the, the brokenness of the world we live in. And so the gospel writer John describes this as darkness. This is the world we live in, a dark world. And I want to read from the beginning of John what he says about the coming of Jesus. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. <clears throat> It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but darkness has not understood it. Some translations put that as the darkness has not overcome the light. This light that Jesus has, the light of life that he provides is so much brighter and greater than any of the, the darkness of the world that we live in. Jesus is the light shining in that darkness. It cannot be overcome, and he's inviting us back into the presence of God. So at Christmas, we recall that Jesus came into the world, God in human form, to be with us. 
He was called Emmanuel, meaning literally God is God with us to remind us that he is truly with us at all times. We want to turn our hearts and our minds and our lives to him and receive all that he offers to us. We want to, want to recall and remember what a great gift Jesus is to us and have our hearts and our faith rekindled with the knowledge of his presence here with us today. We want to awaken our joy that God loves to be with us. Jesus' birth gives us the physical evidence of God's love that we can always come back to. No matter what we're experiencing in life, no how far, no matter how far we've strayed away or gotten distracted, we can always come back to this moment and remember God sent his son. God wants to be with us. So let's remember today God's love and his desire to be among us, to reconcile a relationship with as we recall the events of Jesus' birth. We're going to read through the Bible passages from Luke and Matthew telling us about the coming of Jesus. And I would love to share this. If you would like to read one of these passages, I have four of them to share this morning. I'd like to invite you to come up and read for us. So the first one's going to be Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. And if any of you would like to read that, just let me know. You can come on up and read it. Twenty six through thirty eight. Luke one, twenty six through thirty eight. You wanna read that one? Great. I do. You can use yours. Just move this out of the way. One thirty eight. Through what? During Elizabeth's sixth month of pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin. She was engaged to marry a man named Joseph from the family of David. Her name was Mary. The angel came to her and said, Greetings, the Lord has blessed you and is with you. But Mary was very startled by what the angel said and wondered what this greeting might mean. The angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary. God has shown you his grace. Listen, you will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of King David, his ancestor. He will rule over the people of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will never end. Mary said to the angel, How will this happen, since I am a virgin? The angel said to Mary, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will cover you. For this reason, the baby will be holy and will be called the Son of God. Now Elizabeth, your relative, is also pregnant with a son, though she is very old. Everyone thought she could not have a baby, but she has been pregnant for six months. God can do anything. Mary said, I am a servant of the Lord. Let this happen to me, as you say. And then the angel went away. So this was the announcement of the coming. This is the moment that Jesus appeared in our world, embedded in the womb of Mary. I just heard a comment um, just recently. As you continue reading in Scripture, you read about Mary's visit to her cousin Elizabeth, who was carrying John the Baptist, whose, whose role in the world was to prepare people for the coming of Jesus, to announce his coming. And we read in um, Matthew here that when Mary came to Elizabeth, her child leapt within her womb. 
And the commentary I heard was John was doing his role then, announcing to Elizabeth, his mother, that Jesus was here. And then Jesus pronounced that to Mary. And Mary praised God for what he was doing. So it's, just, it's, it's really just cool to think about what God was doing even before Jesus was born. Now, of course, we know Mary was pledged to be married to a man named Joseph. And now she's carrying a child. And so God had to speak with Joseph. If somebody could read for us Matthew chapter 1, 18 through 24. We'll read how God spoke to Joseph. Would anyone like to read that? Matthew 1, 18 through 24. You got it, Becky? If I can see. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. How much farther? Okay. Behold, this is what the prophet said, Behold, the virgin will conceive and bear a son, and they will call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. And so now Mary and Joseph are walking by faith, believing in this promise of God that he had spoken to the prophets centuries before that this child would be the Savior that God had sent. This miraculous child would save God's people. And we know now that he was the Savior of all mankind. When the time came for Mary to give birth, for Jesus to be born, there was much celebration in all the heavens. And we can read about the events of that night when he was born in chapter 2 of Luke. Um, I have two different sections of Luke um, 2 to read. Um, First is verses 1 through 7. Luke chapter 2, 1 through 7. Would anyone care to read that one for us? I'll go ahead and read that one then. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken in the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, 
to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house in the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in an inn. And this is one of the just the wonderful things to think about in God's coming how much he humbled himself. He didn't come, like when he said he didn't come as a conquering ruler or a warrior. He came as a child. And not only as a child, he came in such a humble birth. It wasn't announced and proclaimed before royalty. He wasn't born into a palace, but in a manger, an animal feeding trough. He was overlooked. He was, there was no room for him. God quietly brought him into the world. And yet, as we continue to read, there was much celebration in other areas, although mankind did not celebrate his coming, didn't realize who he was and what he was coming for. God celebrated and proclaimed his coming in so many other ways and pronounced this to people, both high and low, to let them know that this was a savior for all. So we're going to continue reading verses 8 through 21 in Luke chapter 2. And again, before I read, I'll throw it out to you. Would anyone else like to come up and read that? Willow? Great. So, verses 8 through 21. There was... And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night. An angel of the Lord appeared around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. He will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavens host appeared with the angels praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they told them about this child and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary 
treasured up all these things and poured them into her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. So first the shepherds in the fields were told about the coming. And you just sit and think about what an amazing thing. First to have this heavenly vision, this announcement, and then to follow it in faith and find the child lying there. And this is how the word of Jesus began to be spread, through the, the least and the lowly, right? The shepherds were considered to be unclean and lived outside the city, and they started to spread the word to those who were, they were connected with to let them know that God had come. And of course, there was another pronouncement made, announcement made through the heavens. In Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, we read about one more set of visitors who came to visit the child. Would anyone like to read that? Matthew 2, 1 through 12. All right. You got it? All right. Matthew 2, 1 through 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been who has been born king of the Jews we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him when king herod heard this he was very disturbed and all jerusalem with him when he had called together all the people people's chief priests and teachers of the law he asked them where the christ was to be born in Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful watch for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I may too go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. 
And so this is the biblical account of Jesus' birth. His coming was foretold by prophets. It was seen in the heavens through the star as, as God planned out the movements of stars from the very beginning of creation to draw people to Jesus at this moment in time. Jesus' coming was heralded by angels who celebrated God's gift of a Savior, the gift of his very presence among mankind. His birth is celebrated by both the meek and the mighty who humbly and faithfully sought out God's provision and plan. Jesus was placed into the hands of an everyday man and woman who loved the Lord and offered their lives to him. We celebrate his birth today because he is the Son of God who came for everyone. As the angels said to the shepherds, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And for all of you who are listening today, whether you have come to recognize it or yet, Jesus has come for you. God wants to share himself with you and be present in your life to offer you love, companionship, and and the strength of the creator of life. So as Christmas comes once again and we remember the coming of Jesus, the presence of God among us, let's celebrate with joy for God's unchanging love and the gift of God with us. And whatever may be happening in your life this Christmas, may you experience the peace of God that comes from knowing he cares about all you're experiencing and he is near to you. Let's welcome him and trust him with every part of our lives. May you be filled with enduring hope this Christmas as you ponder the coming of Christ into our lives. He came to provide hope and a future for all people. No matter what your past is, no matter your present, Jesus was born to show you God's love, to invite you to receive him and to accept his lasting presence that you may never be alone. He offers his enduring strength that allows you to hold on and grow through any situation and give everlasting and to provide everlasting life with God. So Merry Christmas, everyone. May God grant you the fullness of his joy, his peace, his hope, and his love today and every day. Let's give thanks to the Lord for giving his son and for being with us in all things. Let's pray and give thanks and then sing with joy our closing song. Heavenly Father, we do give you thanks today for your son. We thank you for this opportunity just to remember, to come back to your word and to be reminded of the way you came into this world. You've shown us your love, Lord. We are reminded and, and we, we walk by faith in knowing that you are near. We ask for your blessing on every person here as we continue to celebrate you um, in whatever ways we are going to be celebrating throughout the next few days, Lord. I pray that you would provide peace in every gathering. You provide joy. You would provide safety during travels, Lord. And in all things, may we, re- may we be reminded that you sent your love that your love never ends. Or you set your child, your love never ends. In Jesus' name, amen.